1: And welcome to the tour report from Secret Golf. This week it's the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. Look at this place behind me, Elk. It's, um, after watching this tournament over the last few years, this is now, regardless of all these weird Bermuda Triangle stories, this is somewhere that I want to go and visit.
2: Well, we just, off air, we just talked about another Bermuda Triangle thing that just happened. uh to one of our picks this week before we'll get into that during the show. But yes, I've been to Bermuda, Diane, incredible place. I, in fact, going to Australia in a few weeks, and I'm looking down that coastline behind you, very much like where my mum and dad live near in mm-hmm. Queensland. So this week's all about this golf course, Diane, very windy conditions. We know who's won, the type of player that wins on this course. They've got to be motivated to be in Bermuda. They've got to be able to play the wind. They've got to be able to hit good shots from 150 yards in because the course is not that long. And whether they're scrambling or putting or whatever, sounds like you could use that theory every week. But we've had some relatively short hitters of one here. Brian Gay is one here, two of the shortest hitters on the tour. So it's a very interesting week. This is, of course, a week where it can make or break, or I suppose make a, a young guy just trampoline into the scene, Diane, that's why all these young players are over there. What do you see?
1: I think this is one of those uh, big career weeks, like a big opportunity week. And at first glance, you have a look at the field and you think it's an extremely weak field, especially in comparison to last week at the CJ Cup. You know, we had uh, Ram Rory showdown kind of on Sunday and, and Rory McIlroy winning his first tournament of the new season. So, you know, comparing it to last week, yes a lot weaker field. However, you look at last year when Lucas Herbert won, it's a huge week and it really is a career changing week for a lot of these guys. So they all have a real reason to be there. They all have that motivation that this event now awards 500 FedEx Cup points. It's a full PGA Tour event. Winner gets like 1.2 million. So really big week. And it's a stark contrast, but I really enjoy handicapping these kind of events.
2: Yeah, you mentioned Lucas Herbert from Australia who won this tournament last year. I have to remind you because you always pick the winner, but I picked Hubert, uh, I picked uh, Lucas Herbert last year. Mm-hmm. I felt like an opportunity for him to come off the European DP tour, come over, play on a course like Australian conditions. The guy grew up in Windy. He absolutely made me look great. He won the tournament. Now mm-hmm. Lucas has gone on kept his card and he's off to the races over there there's a few players scattered in this field that we're going to talk about this week that are in the same boat as him they will know the lucas herbert model when you go play on an island event diane like bermuda like mexico like hawaii doesn't quite feel like a mainland tour event of course it isn't because over there feels more like a sort of a you know corn ferry or a you know big you know I don't know, I don't want to say college because it's bigger than that, but the pressure goes down a little bit for these guys that are coming over from Europe that are trying to get their foot in and have a big week.
1: And the pressure goes down when you're in paradise for the week. It's that real kind of tropical island vibe. And um, and, and yeah, I mean, Looking at the odds board this week as well is quite interesting because guys that would be playing in a normal PGA Tour event with a stacked field, they would be, you know, maybe 70, 80 to 1. You're looking at them around about 20 to 30 to 1 this week. So the odds board looks completely different to normal, which is cool. Again, we can really dive in and and find some good picks. But yeah, definitely looking at the motivation factor this week. Looking at the course, I've been looking back at the styles of play of the winners. So Brendan Todd, Brian Gay, short, accurate hitters. They hit a huge percentage of fairways. They putted great. Putting seems to be the real common denominator. But Lucas Herbert did it a different way last year. He, I think, he hit less than fifty percent of his fairways, and he scrambled his way from the rough to victory. Again, putted really well. So. This is a short course. I mean, just over 6,800 yards. But even though you think, okay, short hitter accuracy, Herbert kind of did it a different way last year and proved that you can have success.
2: Yeah, super windy too. So you finish up with these shots that are, I was with one of the players I'll be talking about later in the show, uh, said you finish up with a dozen shots from inside of 150 yards in this course. You may be having 20, 30 mile an hour winds, left to right, right to left hard to get the ball all the way back to the flag or hard to get it close. So, you know, can you control that height of that ball going into the greens? You know, can you hit the fairway so you can get some, get some spin on or not spin? I mean, Brian Gay to win this tournament, he's playing this week, by the way, he's senior player. John Daly's playing this week. There's a bunch of people that are filling in spots this week. Um, You know, it's all about, wind I mean when you go to Bermuda or you go to Hawaii you are better have your wind game that's all we work with a certain player that I'll I'll speak about that's all we worked about was wind shots last week
1: okay cool you've got some good stories lined up I like it (laughs) okay well um talking about the course just to finish the closing stretch I mean 16 17 and 18 are spectacular holes pretty much every single hole on this course is amazing, but 16th always plays as the toughest. It's the par three, it's right on the coast. The wind is a huge factor. And the thing about the wind, I checked the forecast and it's not forecast to get above 20 miles per hour all week, but what it says on the bit of paper or on the, the app, is going to be very different to how it feels when the guys are out there. And the wind can change direction really quickly as well. So like Lucas Herbert last year, that's why you picked him. Australian, experienced wind player. He'd won the Irish Open earlier in the year and, of course, came out and and he thrived on the course.
2: Yeah, well, 20 miles an hour, as you said, standing on that hole right over your shoulder there, that's still two clubs. I mean, that's a 235-yard par three. It normally plays left to right, which is filthy on that hole but you know two two club win that's that's enough you know I mean but last year they had to I think suspend play for a while because it was blowing the scoreboards down and the tv towers were falling over it was like 50 miles an hour so it'd be a nice week for the guys to get out there playing 20 mile an hour win you know what you're looking for when you go to these courses does the wind stay from the same direction can you actually prepare properly or does it move around a little bit and you know that becomes a factor but these guys most of them that are playing this week, Diane. Some, of course, would be the first time, but most of these people that are there, guys like you know, your brother, for example, Russell Knox has had success at this tournament. knows exactly why he's there. I'm looking for guys that are motivated. You know, this time of year, it's easy to take a week off, really easy if you got to go to Bermuda. Uh, the Bermuda Triangle struck. Your brother mm-hmm. lost his luggage, had to go out and buy buy fifteen hundred dollars worth of clothes to wear this week. I wonder what the fashion's like in Bermuda. Is he going to be coming out in like? Uh, like super long shorts and like flip flops for the practice round and like a tiki shirt with a, with a, uh, you know, a cabana hat or whatever. Is that what it is? You think he'll, show up like that in the practice
1: this week? Well, you know this well because you've spent a lot of time in the UK but have you heard of a shop called Marks and Spencers M&S? It's like a big British uh, department uh, store. Uh. Yeah, iconic British department store and uh, he's going to kill me if this ever gets out but my every year for his Christmas present my mum buys him pyjamas from Marks and Spencers and she gets them shipped over from the UK but because there's such a, a large British influence in Bermuda they have Marks and Spencers so he said that he went there and bought all of his stuff there. So he was fine.
2: I wonder. I wonder if he went to the pajama department. He yet. did. I know
1: for a fact he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, I'm gonna make sure that he knows. I'm gonna make sure that he knows this story. By the way.
1: All oh, the things I could tell you. Yeah. Right. We're gonna, I have a feeling we might be talking about him again a little bit later anyway. so we're going to dive into our picks, we're each going to give outright favourites, ones to watch and then Dark Horses, over 100 to 1, as I said at the start, the, the odds table is different this week for sure so we really had to dig deep to find guys that were over 100 to 1 but I'll let you kick off with your outright favourite this week.
2: Yeah, I mean, we talked about it at the top of the show. I'm talking about players. Why are they there? Why are they in Bermuda? What is the opportunity they have? What are they trying to do in their career? There's people there that are on medical exemption. There's guys trying to get points just to advance. There's other guys coming in from the DP Tour. We talked about Lucas Herbert, who I picked, coming off the DP Tour last year, who won the Irish Open. I am this week, I looked at my chart this week, Diane. Number two ranked, re-ranked player on our chart is a Polish player named Adrian... (laughs) Maronk. He's like 66th ranked player in the world. He won the Irish Open, the same as Lucas Herbert did the previous year. And now here he is in Bermuda. Whoa. Could lightning strike twice for Elk? Um, but that's my pick this week. He's, uh, I'm, Do you have any odds there, Adrian Moronk?
1: He's 18 to 1. So he's definitely one of the favourites this week, which really interests me because he plays DP World Tour, won the Irish Open, he was the first Polish player to ever win on the DP World Tour, and then he's come over to play in this event. So the fact he's 18 to one is is quite amazing. Um, you're not the only we one. Know we
2: know he can play. play the wind, winning the Irish Open.
1: Yep, and I was looking at his stats. He's a big hitter. Kind of a very similar model of player to Lucas Herbert in that their stats are really alike and maybe he's going to do it the way Lucas did it last year by not scaling back too much on the length, knowing that he's going to have to play from the rough and scramble his way up there. So I like it. Really, really good pick.
2: Who are you looking at this week to uh, at the top of your board? Diane,
1: I actually have a Euro as well, but this is a Euro who has full PGA Tour card um, after progressing through the Corn Ferry Tour Finals last year um, or end of last season, and it's Thomas Dietrich, the Belgian. Now um, he's having a really good start to the season on the PGA Tour, two top twelves in two of his three starts. As I said, he just got his card through the Corn Ferry Tour Finals, but you know, obviously, he he has played a long time on the DP World Tour all over Europe. I don't think the windy conditions are going to be a factor for him. I think he's going to really enjoy the conditions that Bermuda presents. But um, a few interesting things about him. When he plays in Europe, he has Rory McIlroy's old caddy on the back. And they started kind of earlier this year. And he said that he's really taught him that he has to play more aggressively if he wants to get these results. When he's playing over in the US, he's got a different caddy. So I'm not sure which one is going to be on the bag this week in Bermuda. But he said that this new kind of mindset and aggressive play is really paying off for him. So I like him. Thomas Dietrich. again, shorter odds this week. He is 18 to one as well, but he's going to be my outright favorite.
2: Good. I like it. Europeans have a great chance this week. Uh, Obviously these guys are thinking about the PGA tour I'm I'm assuming they're thinking about, you know, doing the, you know, getting on the PGA tour and this is a great opportunity uh, to play, you know, not too far from home, I guess, halfway across from, from Europe as opposed to the regular visits. So good.
1: Okay, right. So moving on to our ones to watch guys at slightly higher odds. I'll kick it off this week. Um, I am going with a young rising star on the PGA Tour. He's 24 years old. He's quickly making a name for himself. S.H. Kim from South Korea. Now, he finished T4 at the Shriners in Vegas, T13 at the Sanderson Farms Championship, but his stats are great. He's seventh in total putting this season, fourth in total birdies. Um, We'd expect the scores to be pretty low again this week, but I think he's gonna be very inspired by Tom Kim, who's one of his buddies out there. And I think that, again, you know, we look at the field this week that It is generally a weaker field and an opportunity for someone to go out there, maybe to get their first win and establish themselves as a winner on the PGA tour. And I love S.H. Kim. I find him at, I think, 30, was he 33 to one? Yeah. 30 to one, 33 to one roundabout there. So I like him this week.
2: Everybody's inspired by Tom Kim. Is that not true? Yeah,
1: Yeah. right. I am.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good pick. You know, when I think about, as I talked at the top, we, we we talked about your brother, who is one of my pick, who is my pick to ones that watch this week. He's finished 10th, 11th, and 14th this event. Your brother is a mature player. He's been out on tour for a long time. He'll be wearing some new outfits. We will be we looking for that this week. Um, uh, Gary Kigo, the left-hander from South Africa that won at uh, Congaree a year ago. This is sort of his style, of course, too. I'm, of course, I'm, I'm going with your brother, Russell. Garrett Higo, who I watched in Europe on the TV early in the morning, win three in a row like two years ago before he came over to the U.S. and then won a Congaree. It's this style of week. But mm-hmm. your brother fits really well into that Brian Gay model. Uh, the other one, uh, who was the other one you said? Brendan Todd. Brendan Todd model, straight hitter. Your brother's always in the top ten in greens and reg. Uh, he's from Scotland and handles the wind really well. Uh, it's just going to be all about the outfits this week, Diane. with your brother.
1: And do you know what? I always quite like a little bit of a story at the start of the week and the fact that he lost his luggage its a little bit of a story. So, um... The other thing is, and I told you this, and um, you know, we always try to get a little bit of inside information when we can. But he has changed, gone back to another, an older driver this week. He was experimenting with a new driver. Um, he went and went for a, a driver fitting here with a local guy in Jacksonville, got a new shaft on the older driver, and feels a million times better about it. So he was experimenting for a couple of weeks and it didn't work out so well. So, and he feels good about his putting right now, which is is like oh (laughs) good news
2: (laughs) yeah sometimes when players go with a new driver and they I I even found this myself the other day I tested a new driver a tireless driver had a little bit less loft on it and I hit it way further than mine but I couldn't hit it in the fairway Mm -hmm. but I tried with it for about a week and then I just gave it back I said I can't can't find the fairway with this so Adam Scott of course the great one of the great swingers from Australia went to a different shaft and Went from the best driver on the tour to hit it way further but couldn't find the fairway. So there's always that temptation um, and there's a sort of a balancing act of like, do I take this distance and, and maybe play out of the rough or do I have to, or to go back to the one that I know I can hit straight?
1: And this course, the distance isn't going to be a factor. So keep it in the fairway, Russell. He's 30 to 1 this week as well. So both of our, both of our outrights and both of our ones to watch are the same the same price this week so there we go um i'm going with sh kim you're going with russell knox and then our dark horses i know that you have another story as well so i'll let you go first And yeah
2: (laughs) i spent a fair bit of time this week with chris stroud who lives here in houston stroud's on a medical exemption he's made five of his last six cuts on his medical but uh, finally, his body is feeling really well. We played together at Champions. We were lucky enough the weather was blowing 30, 40 miles an hour, so we, all we did was practice these into the wind shots, and we basically you know, spent a couple of days just getting 140 yards from the green, trying to hit it all the way back on this flag or all the way to the front, whatever it is. And Stroud's feeling really good. You know, He has to do something to keep his ticket. So, um, motivated player. Uh, his body feels good. Normally, you wouldn't be thinking about, you know Chris Stroud coming off a of medical, but you know at two hundred and fifty to one, Diane, wow. and working with me here for a few days, I got to think that that's going to get him up the board a little bit.
1: I like it. That's good. And again, you know, that's the inside information that we that we have that no one else is going to know about. So, and the motivation that is huge motivation for him. As you say, he's there on a medical, and he's going to have very limited starts right now, and he has to do something to lock it in.
2: Exactly, yeah. So, you know, every one of these guys over there, they have a story. And, you know, as you dig into the story, why are they there? What are they trying to do? Like, I look down the list and I see, you know, John Daly and some of these guys. And I ask myself, well, you know, what, what's in it for John Daly this week? You know, is he, you know, does he, does he just, is it something that he sponsors? Because yeah. I'm sure it costs quite a bit of cash to get over there. Do you? And it, maybe he doesn't make the cut. It costs you more cash. Is it? Is it a good? Is it a good idea? I don't know. But uh, you know, everyone has a story, and you have to ask yourself why is that player there, and then you sort of divide the field into who's more motivated than others, and that's how we handicap a field like this.
1: Yeah, I can't believe you didn't pick N.J. Duffy at a hundred to one. I thought that was your golden ticket.
2: I have my reasons. <laughs> I have my reasons, and I'll share that at another time. But if he wins this week, I really will be hot.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, we'll keep that on the back burner. Um, my dark horse is two hundred to one. So, and um, when we first started talking about the show today, I was like, I cannot find anyone that's anywhere near hundred to one that I want to pick. And then I looked at this guy. Um, he's ten to one for a top twenty finish, which I looked at first of all, and then was like, well, two hundred to one outright. It's definitely worth a little bit of a look. Akshay Batia. So you know this guy, um, we've seen him play on the PGA Tour quite a lot. Tall, skinny, skinny, skinny guy <laughs> makes Will Zalatoris look stacked. <laughs> but
2: he's um, got to run around. he got to run around the shower to get wet, <laughs> as my dad would say. <laughs> I'm blown glad blown. it's only blowing. I'm glad it's only blowing twenty miles an hour this week. Of I know.
1: I know. Um, he needs. I hope he's got stones in his pockets. But he <laughs> is uh, twenty years old. He just missed out on his PGA Tour card through the Corn Ferry Tour. I think he finished 30th, top 25 getting. But he won the Corn Ferry Tour Bahama event last year. With his
2: girlfriend on the bag, I think, or his, yeah.
1: Yeah, which was a cool story. And I thought, you know, he won in Bahamas, um, Bermuda, very, very similar conditions, very similar course. So I like him this week. He's there on a sponsor's exemption. So someone who just missed out on their PGA Tour card getting to come and play this event, you know, it's going to give him a real taste for what could have been and what could be in his future, which, which probably will because he's a very talented young guy and he's only 20. But I like him this week at 200 to 1, Akshay Bhatia.
2: I like him also at 200 to 1.
0: Good.
1: All right, then. So we have some good picks this week. Um, any other names that you that were kind of jumping out to you that you wanted to talk well, about? Well, there's
2: some other good players that are playing. I mean, as you said earlier in the show, that it's a pretty, you know, limited pickings at the top. You know, I look at guys that play well in these smaller events. And I tell you, Mark Hubbard, who yes. lives here in Houston, plays good. He's played good in Reno. He's very close to sort of knocking one of these off. Uh, I saw his name. I thought about that. Austin Eckroth has some good stats. He's compiling on the tour early.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I like Justin Lauer this week. And actually when we did our, our re-ranking, he came out number one, but he's um, he had a top five in Napa, top 20 in Vegas. He's fifth in birdie average for the season. He's been putting really well. So Justin Lauer, 30 to one this week. I liked him too. So we'll see how the guys get on in Bermuda. We also have the big live team championship happening in Miami this week. So this is the the final event of their season where the teams are playing for, is it a $50 million prize pot that they've got up for grabs?
2: Yeah, I think it's 16 million for the winning team. The teams are uh, seeded from their play during the season. Four teams have a bye in the first round. One of them, of course, is Pat Perez's team with Dustin Johnston. Uh, <clears throat> They'll be ready come Friday, I think. Or is this, uh, come Friday? They'll be playing their second round action. But yeah, the winning team this week walks away with four million apiece. Diane, uh, there's a few other good teams that are playing well. Well, I'm going to talk to one of these guys, whether it's CoCrack uh, or BP this week, and get the lowdown on what all's happening down in Miami. Maybe we'll put a show together and tell everybody, you know, what it, what's happening.
1: Yeah, because I think the team championship, we've talked about it um, since news of it came out a couple of months ago. And when we did our live show a couple of weeks ago, we we talked about how it all works, but it's... um I haven't seen too much on the format so I think it would be good for us to maybe dive into the format a little bit as we say crazy amount of money up for grabs I saw a few interesting um, nuggets some guys that have come back into the teams um, and then I saw (laughs) I don't want to start rumors but is it the Majestics Lee Westwood was team captain throughout the whole season but Ian Poulter is the team captain for this event which I thought What's happened?
2: Well, Pulte is a match play expert. My understanding is there's four players on the team. Two of them play. Two of them play a best ball in a match play format, and the other one are playing an alternate shot. Both in the same team playing against another team, and they're gaining points to advance. So we'll get the lowdown on that, and we'll, we'll uh, tell everybody what, how's it gonna, how it's going to go down.
1: And they're playing at Dural, which is uh, a venue that you know very, very well.
2: Yeah, I mean, Doral, the Blue Monster was a great great venue. I remember, you know, the, the Blue Monster course started, that event was in March. And we knew that we were at the Blue Monster because Jack Nicholas. that was his first event that he played on the PGA Tour each year. He never went out West Coast. All of us young guys went out West Coast. But as soon as we got to Doral, we could expect to see Jack Nicholas on the driving range. This is back in 86, 87. He lived just up the street. And it was the most exciting thing for us to see uh, the Golden Bear on the driving range. When we got on tour, we'd been out there for six, seven weeks on the West Coast. And now here we come, yeah. coming to one of the hardest courses. And here's, here's Nicholas warming up on the on the driving range. It was fantastic. And,
1: and you won there before. I won
2: the tournament in 1997 and 1999. Good course for me. Very windy. Got to keep it in play. Water everywhere. It's been redesigned a little bit. Uh, that course has been redesigned, redesigned a couple of times, but still – Plenty of teeth, still called the Blue Monster. Great name for a course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am I will be tuning in a little bit this week, Diane. I, I have enjoyed uh, some of my viewing of the Live Golf this, this year. Uh, I am sort of interested how this team match play is going to look and how that feels. Uh, you know, we know how popular it is in Ryder Cup and President's Cup to watch these team events play mm-hmm. match play. Uh, putting the money aside for a second, I just want to see what the competition looks like
1: yeah yeah me too okay so we have three of our secret golf contributors who are part of live mark leishman jason kokrak and pat perez so maybe you can talk to them get the low down and we'll jump back on and and uh, kind of take a closer look at the live golf team championship i will excellent right thank you so much for watching it's the butterfield bermuda championship this week on the pga tour hopefully our picks do well and yours do as well